We're here. We're here to do some Fiber Coven podcast where we talk about yarn and we talk about witch stuff. Hooray! I'm Lauren of Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily of Kitty with a Cupcake. Yeah, we start off with a little bit of news. I think the only news we have this week is that our MCAL is currently going on, but it's no longer an MCAL. It's just a cow. The mystery has been broken. Yes. Tell us about it, Emily. So you could see the full pattern if you'd like. You can look at it on my Ravelry or PayHip. I'm Kitty with a Cupcake on both. And the pattern is Stripes and Space MCAL. And yeah, you could see the pictures of the lovely Lauren modeling the shawl. It's a chevron shaped shawl and it has two stripe panels on like the legs of the chevron that show off your self-striping or highly variegated yarn very nicely. And I'm enjoying seeing everyone's getting it up. I've been sharing some of those on Instagram because they are really cool. And yeah, get get the pattern. And uh, even if you don't finish knitting the shawl, we're going to be drawing prizes for participation on Instagram and in the Discord. Uh, so mm-hmm. just join in the Discord. That's all you need to do for that. But for Instagram, you can post with hashtag stripes in space MCAL. Uh, and we'll be drawing for a prize from there. I've been... Yeah curating my little prize pile I have all sorts of good stuff I need to take a picture of stuff I too have a little prize drawer that I will make a little package for it's exciting so we can talk about our finished objects although I think we've already talked about these finished objects we have but we're just we're we're re-talking about them because we're both actually in them at the same time we're wearing our ripple bralettes. The pattern is by Jessie Made Designs, and we both knit it in the exact same yarn, which is the Mitchell's Creations Drunken Unicorn colorway, which is black with little rainbow pops in the Laniop base. Mm-hmm. And it looks good. Uh, I think you can get a, a ripple bralette for most sizes out of a single skein of sock yarn. Yeah, definitely. I have like 36 grams left or something, so... I had like 60 grams left. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a small person with small boobs. Yeah. I made it. I added like an inch to the body. I think let me sit up so you can see it. As as did I. I Mm. also added an inch to the body. I would maybe do a half inch next time because it's, Mm. it's sometimes is a little bit high up here, Mm. but it's, it's good. I like how it's fitting. So. Yay. Second time's a charm on getting one to fit. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I did finish. Think I could even stuff. get away with doing the body on a size three needle because mm-hmm. I still have a lot of room. But I, but I like it. So mm-hmm. it looks good. It looks comfy. I know mine's comfy. It's very hot today. Yes, I finished two things. Can I tell you about it? Yeah, I finished a ripple crop top. Again, by Jesse Made Designs. This OMG, some, it's cute. This is out of some hand spun. I'll probably wear it for recording next week. I did a hand spun two ply. One ply was my sock top base, which is a bamboo superwash nylon blend. And it was like a charcoal gray. And then I had a braid of Shetland that was like neony. And I, I did them together and it turned into a really cute little ripple crop top. I like how it fits. And it's really cozy. It wasn't the softest yarn I've ever made. So what I did was when I soaked it, I put a little hair conditioner in there and it softened it up really nice. nice, In addition to the wool wash. And so I'm kind of on this thing where once I I don't want to have leftovers of yarn around, 
I'm just like trying to reduce stash because I haven't been good about that this year. I've been acquiring more stash than I've been using up. So I just made a little bandana um, out of the leftovers, like a triangle shape, very much heavily inspired by your foul temptress and wicked enchantress designs. Mm -hmm. The foul temptress being the fingering weight one of which this is. I just did. I just did a triangle that in linen stitch. It's like a vanilla one. Yeah, it's like a vanilla one. It's exactly what it is. And linen stitch just to use up the leftovers I had of my hand spun. That's adorable. Yeah. And it's going to go right into my uh, gift pile because I don't, most cultures give gifts in the winter. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. And that's what I finished. Did you finish anything this week? I did. I was in a car and <gasps> at a pool party for a good chunk of my weekend. So I finished. Wow. Socks. They're so There's big. So much socks. <laughs> um, yeah, they go all the way up to just below my knee. And I wanted Wonderful. them to be super long because I love this witch's brew colorway that you dyed up, inspired by the fiber coven. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I will wear them all the time in the winter. I like to wear uh really long socks with my boots and my skirts in the winter and look like a cute stripy witch. Um as do I. Yeah, so I'm super excited for them. I probably won't wear them until like October, <laughs> um, but they'll be waiting for me and ready for me then. And yeah, I'm I'm so pumped. I am going to be writing up this vanilla sock pattern. Uh, I think I'm going to re- do like what I have done for Fiber Coven exclusive patterns in the past where it will be $2 uh, generally on Ravelry and PayHip, but free for Fiber Coven members and it'll be a blog post Whee! that week. Yeah, so that'll be good. Chad and I are going to do a little photo shoot of them tomorrow. Uh, That's so exciting. That I can release the pattern. But yeah, it's just my general favorite toe up, use as much yarn as possible mm-hmm. sock pattern. And actually, let me show you how good I am at using up as much yarn as possible. This is what's left. It doesn't even look like a full stripe repeat. It's not. <laughs> wow. Good job. Thank you. I was very impressed with myself. <laughs> so socks i finished them Yay, yeah that's so the great bfl base i don't know if i had said that but they're mm-hmm. your bfl base and they're very i think in socktober i have saved up a skein of nomadic yarns in the same base i'm gonna make my my sarah sanderson yarn into some knee highs for me nice because if those like if we're making witchy striped socks, like the Sarah Sanderson yarn has to be. One of my other existing really long pairs of knee highs is the Black Fame Candle colorway by Nomadic Yarns because super witchy socks. Yes. Heck yeah. I love it. It makes me happy. Well, what have you been working on this week? Well, I was just working on this lace guy a bit. Mm-hmm. Did I just snag it with my ring? I did a little bit. That's fun. Oh, no. So there's that. Mm-hmm. It's lace. It's taking forever. It's probably not mm-hmm. going to get done by my mom's birthday, but we'll see. Uh, I Wait, did. It's at the end of the month, right? I believe in you. And I did grab the beads out of my bead stash. They, they are, look like a nice mauve color. Yeah, they are d- dynamites uh, by Matsuno of Japan. And they have like an iridescent coating on them. So they're kind of mm-hmm. like a mauvey lilac uh, with that like kind of iridescent greenish glow to them. So I think that those nice. will add a nice bit of sparkle to that shawl. Mm-hmm. 
So I've worked on that. And then the other main thing that I have worked on is a new pair of socks because I finished my socks before I even drove home back from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so this is my new nice. sock. This is just some uh, self-patterning regia and mm-hmm. it is the same self-patterning regia that I knit my dad blue socks in earlier in the year, but mm-hmm. this one is red and brown. And I was nice. a little bit nervous when I first casted it on because the cast it on, don't don't add me, the cast on edge really looked like bacon. It was like really pink and brown and like <laughs> red. And I was like, what is this bacon yarn that I have chosen? But now that there is more of the pattern, it just kind of looks like a nice little earthy red sock. It does. It does. Um, and these are going to be for my father-in-law for the gift miss times. Um, nice. He really likes hand knit socks. So these will go into the gift pile. And I am not going to do a contrast heel or toe for these, which might drive me insane because it will disrupt the pattern. But I think this pattern is like busy enough that I won't care that it's going to disrupt the pattern to do the heel, not in a contrast. Do I trust myself on this? I don't know. The don't face know. you're making isn't making me super confident. It would about bother me. Uh, fine. I, I would, really I contrast just, heel, not the toe. You don't have to do the toe. Really, I just decided to do that because I was like packing and I didn't want to find a contrast. So, but now you're home and you can <laughs> stop it. I can't. No, I was joking. I hope you feel better soon. Yeah. So since I finished up so much stuff, I'm only really worked on one project. I actually, just got a bunch done in the waiting room at the vets. Everyone's fine. It's just a checkup. But I'm making another ripple bralette. Oh my God, you're almost done. I'm almost done with it. I definitely wanted this one to fit differently than the one I've got. If you're watching this on video, I'll show the one I've got now. It it's definitely ends right under the bust. Uh, the one I've got now, the one that I'm working on, I want to kind of start at the lowest, like right below my ribs. And I'm going to do a different neckline. I'm going to fill in the neckline and have a square top so I can look real 90s yeah um but yeah I'm to the point where I'm doing the little back ribbing that you do on it uh I'm almost done it's so cute I really like it's it really in the, cute. the zeb colorway yeah it's in it's in my matte sock specter four I had for some reason I got a couple skeins from the mill that had a break in it so I kept them and I knit a pair of socks in this already and I had some leftovers and I'm really excited this actually kind of be a good test because I, like I was saying earlier, I had that like nearly 60 grams of the Mitchell's creations left over and a friend keeps uh, saying how much she likes my bralettes and she's about my size, um, actually a little smaller. Um, and so there's plenty and she wants, but she wants it a little longer. So there should be plenty. And so this is going to be like the test for like a little longer version for the rest of the drunken unicorn colorway. If that makes sense. Yeah. But it makes me happy. That'll be so cute. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe next week I'll be uh, recording in another bralette, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Because it's hot. It's summer. I have been living in all of my, like, bralettes. I have some commercial ones and then a couple that I knit for myself. But it's been really nice. I lay around the house uh, in them. And if as somebody comes to the door or I have to public, I just throw a loose tank top or, you know, an old band t-shirt over it and good to go. Yeah. Have you been wearing your bralette around the house? So I haven't been in my house. (laughs) I wasn't in my house last week because our AC was broken. And then we went up to Chicago and Mm -hmm. this 
past week, I have been pretty sick since Monday. So I have just been pajamas and a t-shirt all week. Mm. So this is the first time I'm actually wearing this, even though I finished it like over a week ago. Nice. Uh, but I do intend to wear it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I do like to wear, I have like some me undies bralettes that I will wear under t-shirts, like when I walk the dog and stuff too. So I don't have to put on mm-hmm. a real bra. So yeah. Love it. You've been working on anything else? No. <laughs> I can't wait to see how your late beaded lace shawl turns out. It it's looking so pretty. Thank you. Did you acquire anything this week? I did. Well, what? I'm dying. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I got this cute little bag. My mother-in-law got this for me. She she saw it at a craft fair and got it for me. It's got sheep that are yarn balls on it. Very cute. And it has a little drawstring, and I have those socks in there. So that's nice. nice. And then. Uh, I went to my sister's favorite plant store with her in Mm -hmm. uh, Geneva, Illinois. It's called Grow. uh, Mm -hmm. And it's in a really cute old house and is big and nice. And I got some plants. I got this spider plant. He's cute and curly. Mm -hmm. And he's in this cute little pink pot. I haven't owned a spider plant before, but they get pretty big, but they're not toxic to pets. So I like plants that get pretty big that are not toxic to pets because I could like put it somewhere uh, mm-hmm. that's accessible to them. Because I ha- I do have a giant Monstera and it is up on top of the kitchen cabinet because it's poisonous to cats, but it's like huge. So I don't have any more space for poisonous giant plants. <laughs> uh, this These also make a lot of babies. So I will mm-hmm. like potentially have many spider plants to give to people. So that's my spider plant. Yay. Uh, I also got this little samurai Sansevieria. Ooh, it's yes. cute. Isn't he cute? So he is a, a particular varietal of the Sansevieria, which is sometimes called a snake tongue or a snake plant mm-hmm. or a mother-in-law's tongue plant, which is a very nice. <laughs> but uh, they're really easy to care for. They kind of like will live no matter what you do to them. Uh so, but this one's just like a cute little fat, chunky version. Uh, this is a more standard looking Sansevieria that I have oh, on my wow. desk. Yeah. So this one looks quite different. It does. Mm-hmm. The little one you got is much more succulent appearing. They are a succulent. They're all a succulent, oh. even though they, the, that one looks more leafy. Um, the starfish Sansevieria is also really common. I have a couple of those. Mm-hmm. So, cool. And then right by the plant store, my sister also likes rocks and likes correct collecting rocks. Uh, so mm-hmm. we went to a rock store that was right by the plant store. I forgot the name of it. It was super woo. It was like crystal healing or something. But I got some cute little pocket rocks. I got this little tiny pyrite cube. Mm-hmm. Ooh, very cubey. Yeah. So pyrite actually uh, forms in cubes in nature. So it's not cut to this shape. It's natural, uh-huh. which is cool. Uh, and you can see there, there's like a little diamond pattern. And that's like where uh-huh. it was growing off of the rock. Very so neato. that's cool. And pyrite is uh, also known as fool's gold. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing. Uh, I have this little chunky honey calcite mm-hmm. that my Very sister nice. and I just both liked the color of. And we kind of thought like it looks like a cough drop. That's why we got it. We were like, it looks like a throat lozenge, like a little honey lozenge. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then uh, this is a really low grade sapphire. 
mm-hmm. which is my birthstone. So that's fun to have a little uh, mm-hmm. sapphire pocket rock. And yes. then I also got this Picasso Jasper, mm. uh, little flat palm stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And I was not familiar with Picasso Jasper, but I looked up a little bit about it. And it is not Jasper. It's actually a limestone. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's found in Utah and it has these hmm. cool black markings on it. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Those are my treasures. I only got one treasure this week. I had ordered coffee from oh, yeah. Coffee and it came just like right after we recorded last week. And so I got the sampler pack. And, um, and it had three varieties. This is the only one I've tried so far, which is the light roast, the Ethiopian gold. And it honestly, we brewed it first in a French press and I didn't really like it, but I put it in the pour over and it's like the nectar of of the gods. It was Mm -hmm. just like, it, it was very tasty. Um, I'm glad I have converted you to the pour over gang. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice. I, with regular full force coffee, I'm like, oh, bean juice fast, fast. And I don't do well, but with pour over, I can, I don't get like anxiety attacks or anything, but mm, it smells really good. Yeah. So this is, um, just a coffee roaster out of, uh, the Atlanta area, but they ship around the country and uh, I'm excited to try out the other ones. Cause I got a medium roast and a dark roast in my sampler kit. Nice. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and that's all i got but if you wanted to drag out your little cube again we could launch into i know a I, should, I should have timed that better <laughs> i know it just didn't work since so for today's occult corner we're going to talk about gold we are we've been doing colors and we've gone through the regular colors so now we're on to the uh not rainbow colors. And today we're talking about gold and its color symbolism across different times and cultures and practices. Just an overview. We're not experts. We're not even that good of witches. <laughs> Everyone, every If you say you're a witch, you're a good enough witch. There's no such thing That's as not true. being a good witch. It's true. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a bad witch. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so gold. Craft right. often symboli- symbolizes wealth and worth. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Prosperity, wisdom are other meanings for it as well. Mm-hmm. And gold is often aligned with the sun as a pair to silver, which is aligned with the moon. Mm-hmm. And since I am currently in an Egyptian phase, I have, I like ancient history and at any given time, I'll be into either Egyptian, Roman or Greek, but I'm in an Egyptian phase right now. Uh, and I can tell you that in ancient Egypt, gold symbolized eternity because uh, where silver needs to be polished constantly, gold does not. Ah. It, gold is constantly has that beautiful shine and luster. That's why all the desk masks, like most famously Tutankhamun's uh, death mask, that's why those are all in gold. And that's why so many of the artifacts found in tombs and on mummies are in gold because it, to them, it represented eternity and everlastingness. That's cool. Yeah. I have some stuff just kind of about gold as a metal. Um, Mm -hmm. About 50% of gold uh, produced is uh, produced in jewelry. 
for jewelry today. 40% goes into investments and 10% goes into industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very malleable. It's like the mm-hmm. most malleable metal. Uh, and it's also resistant to a lot of corrosion uh, so that it is used as electrical connectors and a lot of things. And that's the the most common industrial use of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it's so malleable uh, that it can be drawn into a wire of single atom like mm-hmm. like a strand that is an atom wide uh so that is bananas yeah gold is really neat i just started thinking now because I, I used to listen to a bunch of financial podcasts and like you can like either if you're wanting to have gold like for monetary reasons like but there's all these okay sorry i'm gonna go on a little rant here <laughs> there's these like funds you can buy that are like precious metal funds but I I think if you want to have a precious metal like gold in your house it's because you think the economy is going to collapse and you're going to need to trade with precious metals so like those seem silly to me either like actually have the thing so you can use it the way you intended or you can like keep it in your house or a safe deposit box you know it's up to you gold funds are silly but yeah just have it I mean what's the point of investing money in gold if you can't like sit on it like a dragon in your own home or like mm-hmm. go and like my precious it at your safe deposit box. Mm-hmm. You're going to buy it, have it, touch it. This conversation has <laughs> made me think of a tangent, <laughs> which is that in Star Trek, the Ferengi are. Uh, mm-hmm. They're the ones with the ears, right? Yeah, they're the ones with the ears. And they're really into some substance that I'm forgetting the name of. Hey, Chad, what's the substance that the Ferengi are really into? <laughs> What's the money that the Ferengi are really into? Latinum. Uh, so they really are into Latinum, but they plate it in gold and they like package it. And it's like a liquid and they package it in gold bars. So it is kind of like a funny joke in the Star Trek universe that the gold is like the worthless stuff that packages this like nice, like expensive liquid <laughs> metal stuff. So that's funny. Mm-hmm. There's also interesting. There's like a few phrases like silence is golden mm-hmm. which is an interesting one and we have a few of those too yeah it's it's something i need to work on is keeping my mouth shut mm-hmm. it's a, silence truly is golden yeah talk less she said on her talk show yeah that's fine not now but like yeah not now <laughs> um the golden rule is another one of those and uh, the golden ratio. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the golden ratio is? Vaguely. Tell me more. Um, so in math, it is two numbers are in the say, are in the golden ratio if their ratio is the same as the ratio of their sum to the larger of the two quantities. But they also relate to the, the golden mean, which is like the desirable middle between two extremes. And that phrase comes from the golden ratio in mathematics but we talk about the golden mean also in just like a conceptual way right like it's kind of like the utmost of moderation mm-hmm. and the golden ratio also co- co- uh, connects to like the fibonacci sequences and stuff mm-hmm. that's a golden ratio so and that can be found in nature and various art and architecture neato mm-hmm so much cool stuff about gold yeah golden years 
could be mm-hmm. later in life when you are wiser, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And now I want to sing the Bowie song. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of the Golden Girls theme. <laughs> yes. And the 50th anniversary is the golden anniversary. Same kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think you and me both, we got married in the same year. We have a long way to go before we hit that one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's really cool. So mm-hmm. I feel like we've learned some fun facts about gold. Yeah, I have gold is silver. a little bit more, uh, which is uh, just some like Western fairy tale myths that use gold uh, as symbology, like Rumpelstiltskin, like uh, where he turns the hay into gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also, yeah, and you can spin it. And also Jack and the Beanstalk stealing the hen that lays golden eggs. So gold sh- shows up a lot. Uh, Rapunzel has golden hair. Uh, mm-hmm. all of that stuff and then also uh, alchemy the whole mm-hmm. big point of alchemy uh, back in the day was to try and produce gold from a different substance like lead mm-hmm. and uh, they never did that because that's not possible as we know it uh, but you know the entomology of the word alchemy is no different. I don't oh I don't do remember exactly what it is but it does re- uh it does relate to the uh, name that Egypt called itself back in ancient times, mm-hmm. which is like it. And then, of course, it starts with A.L., meaning it has Arabic roots as well. I think it's like it. there's the name for Egypt. And then like it was told like all blah, blah in Arabic in later times. And then the Greeks were like, oh, alchemy. And nice. here we are. And here we yeah, are. Because Egypt was called Kemet. Ah. And then Alchemet and then alchemy. This relates into what I was going to say next, which is that alchemy <laughs> was the foundation for chemistry today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fake magical science did become real science. But also, too, the Egyptians were the greatest scientists of their of the ancient world because they, you know, they had they were building pyramids while the rest of the world was just like putting sticks into the mud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, greatest scientists and architects of the ancient world for sure. They did have that reputation. And then my last little bit to wrap everything all up together, the alchemical symbol for gold uh, is a circle with a point in its center, uh, like oh. like like a boob, just like oh. a boob. And it's also the astrological symbol for the sun, and it's the ancient Chinese character for the sun. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So much neat stuff. Yeah, that was that was what I had in gold. Was that our last color? Are we done with colors now? I don't know, unless we wanted to do like pink. Eh, or... Pink is real similar to red mm-hmm. for a lot of stuff. I might be up yeah, for skipping pink. We might be done with colors. Mm-hmm. Might be on to weird, all the other weird things that pop into our brains. Yeah. Sweet. Which, you know, was dildos last week. So that's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's funny. No, we got, we got lots of good, more good ideas. So what a fun podcast. Now we're going to try and sell you stuff in our shameless self-promotion section here. So here we go. So I'm going to have a shop update on Sunday, July 11th at 9 a.m. Pacific. And I'm going to have some one of a kind Surrey alpaca and my Surrey alpaca base is 100% Surrey and it's good. So in case anybody doesn't like mohair, this is a really great alternative. It has a similar yardage and price point to other indie dyed fingering weights. 
Uh, so this one is purple haze. It is a tonal lavender. This one's it's definitely tonal. It's got some cool lavender uh, spots. It's got some warm pinky spots. It's pretty fun. And then I have a charcoal color. I called it midnight smoke because I was being dramatic. Just a charcoal gray, very deep, not quite black. And then I have a variegated one, which is Sierra wildflowers. So it's got some light and undyed bits. It's got some greens. It's got little pops of blues and some pinky purples, like the thistles and uh, lupins that grow around here. It's got some little pops of orange, like our Indian paintbrushes and yellows, like the mule's ears. So inspired by the wildflowers around me. Those are very nice. Yeah, I'll have those in the shop. And then I'll also have my brand new self-striping colorway. This one is called Progress. It is 11 stripes, which is a lot of stripes. Um, And it's the stripes of the Progress Pride flag, which kind of incorporates the trans pride flag colors and black and brown for our fellow queers who are people of color. And I will have it on both of my self-striping bases, which is High Twist BFL, which is a two-ply base that is Superwash BFL and Nylon. And then my trusty matte sock, which is a four-ply of Superwash Merino and Nylon. So I will have these. And since this one seems like it was going to be fairly popular, I do have a pre-order option that I will be putting into the shop in the event that these sell out. Nice. So once again, that will be on Sunday, July 11th at 9 a.m. Pacific. And that will be at Valkyrie Fibers Tahoe on Etsy. Yay. What do you have to promote this week? Well, if you would be looking for a shawl pattern to knit your lovely progress self-striping colorway into instead of socks. I was thinking of that. You could make it with the stripes in space and it would look really cool. Really cool. Yeah. You'd have to start the edges on the like beginning of the flag for ultimate coolness though but yeah that would be super cool uh so you can get stripes and space in both my ravelry and pay hip shop for seven dollars uh you get all of the clues like they came out in the original pattern as well as the full pattern in one handy dandy pdf and like i said you could see the pictures at the photo shoot with the lovely model lauren on both of those places uh you can also check it out on my instagram if you want to see what the whole shawl looks like and yeah i think it's a really fun uh modular knit and it's a good way to use some self-striping yarn that is not socks i also had a candle update this week so i have many candles in my etsy shop uh i have blueberry cheesecake which if you're interested in that one you should look into getting it now because that one is probably going to sell out quickly and it smells really good you can like smell the graham cracker in the cheesecake smell i was going to take one for me but now i think i might not because it's people are buying it uh Mm -hmm. and i also have mango tangerine uh which is a really nice like tropical smoothie kind of smell and fresh Mm -hmm. and i have uh caramel popcorn uh which is one of my favorites it's It's like sweet, but it also smells like salty and buttery, which is good. And mango tangerine and blueberry cheesecake are both just in four ounce, my smaller size. Caramel popcorn I have in the big 12 ounce 
and smaller four ounce. And I also have uh, pomegranate bitters, which smells like a really fancy like pomegranate cocktail. Um, It's very tart smelling. It is not like a fruit punch, uh, fruity smelling smell. Uh, It's very like tart and sophisticated and bright. So it's another good summer one. And that one is also in the 12 ounce and the four ounce. Uh, So you can check those out. I also have very limited numbers of Power of the Full Moon Club 2, quarter two cents. Uh, I think that as of right now, just lavender and sparkling grapefruit are left. So Lovely. Mm -hmm. Well, sweet. And then, so if you're looking to find us around the internet together as Fiber Coven, we're Fiber Coven on Instagram, on Patreon, and at FiberCoven.com for show notes and such. And you can go to the Patreon to see our new like 45 minute plus video of uh, Christian and Lauren dying up a sock blank uh, while I was in California. And it's very funny. We've already gotten a few comments on the Patreon that it is funny. So I'm glad I left the thing long and unedited. Uh, So yeah, grab your knitting. It's kind of like a Bob Ross style video. Uh, Lots of Christian explaining his favorite parts of trees. Lots of Lauren trying to give him tips to die and him ignoring those amusingly. So uh, watch it. It, It's a fun little time. It's a little, it's a little peek into our marriage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun one. Yeah. And that is exclusive to our uh, Patreon $5 and up members. So check that out. Cool. Well, that's about it for us. Thank you so much for spending your time with us this week. And until next time, Fiber Coven, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Bye.